0: That's heritageradio.network.org/15 to donate and enter to win today, and make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries. Learn more at choosecherries.com.
2: It's time for lunch. Mm-hmm.
1: to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and most of the time, playing with your food. Each episode, we cover a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden. And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Tune
3: in for food, fun, and flavor.
1: We have a special guest here for lunch today. And it's up to you, our listener, to guess who they are and what the theme of today's episode is. Are you ready? What shape are you? I'm long and
3: skinny, and I'm always seen in pairs.
1: Hmm. Are you grown or made?
3: I'm made, usually of wood or plastic, sometimes of metal. And what's your job? I move food around, like from a bowl to your mouth or swirling around in a pan while cooking. And where can I find you? In the kitchen or on a table? Can I have another clue? I was first used about 5,000 years ago in China. Can you guess what I am?
2: Chopsticks!
3: Chopsticks are really fun to use. I keep a set in my backpack because you can use them to eat
1: anything and they pack really small. Do you remember the scene in the movie Karate Kid where he catches a fly with chopsticks?
3: Yes, I've tried so many times to do that and it really seems impossible. In researching this episode, I found that there are a lot of strange world records online using chopsticks. Hannah, do you want to try one?
1: Yes, let's do it. Uh, Which one should we do? Well, I saw a
3: lot of different ones, but I was thinking about trying to stack something. I have a bunch of dice on my desk, and I can try to stack them with chopsticks.
1: Oh, okay, that's a good idea. I have a pile of crackers right here that I was going to eat for my snack. How about I'll stack those?
3: Listeners at home, grab some chopsticks and something like Legos or dice or crackers and see how many you can stack in 15 seconds. Ready? Set go. Wow, this is really hard.
1: Ah, my crackers keep falling off of each other.
3: Uh, dice are square, and so they're really hard to pick up with chopsticks. Oh, that just fell over. Ah.
1: Oh, I think I'm running out of time. Quick, quick. Oh, they
3: just all fell over. I think we're out of time. Ah
1: okay well did you get any stacked up harry
3: i got to like four or five but then when i was putting the top one on they all fell over before the time ran up
1: okay i have one two three four five crackers stacked and then two of them fell off
3: sounds like you're the winner my
2: name
3: is Pierre, and i'm six years old Tell to you. What does the elf learn in kindergarten? The alphabet. Why did the the man put his, his money in the freezer? Why? Because he wanted some cold hard cash. Now it's time for our question of the day. The answer to this question is somewhere in the episode, so listen carefully.
1: When and where were chopsticks first used? We'll be back with
3: more about chopsticks after the break.
1: This episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency tart cherries. Did you know that there are more than 1,000 kinds of cherries in the United States, but There's one extra special cherry called the Montmorency that I want to tell you about. They're tart cherries, which means they're a little sweet and a little sour. Michigan produces about 75% of the U.S. tart cherry production. That's the state that looks like a mitten, way up next to Canada. Montmorency tart cherries are grown on family farms and harvested in late July, early August. It's hard to find them fresh, 99% 99% of tart cherries are processed into dried, frozen, canned, and made into juice. So we can enjoy them all year round. Yum. Montmorency tart cherries are one of America's super fruit, which means they're good for you. Not only are tart cherries delicious, but they provide nutrients and antioxidants that young eaters need to keep their minds and bodies healthy. Learn more about the wonderfully Michigan-grown Montmorency Tart Cherry at ChooseCherries.com.
3: I wanted to hear more from someone who grew up using chopsticks, so I called up my friend Mara King. She's a chef and culinary teacher. I knew she would have some great stories to share.
2: My name is Mara, and I grew up in Hong Kong, which is a city on the southeastern coast of China. The way that we eat in China is we sit around a big round table and instead of having your own plate and fork and knife everybody has a bowl usually filled with rice and then we reach into the center of the table like family style and we share food using our chopsticks and we eat using our chopsticks
3: that sounds like a great way to share a meal with everyone around a big table
2: I remember learning how to use chopsticks and I probably would have been like three or four years old learning how to use chopsticks. I remember because I had sort of created my own style to hold the sticks, which involved like pinching the sticks and crossing them over. And I remember knowing at that time that this was kind of a wrong application of chopsticks and that i had to i I had to try very hard to learn the proper way i remember as well that because of how we sat of all the food being shared in the middle and because of wanting to feel independent and not being fed by my mom and dad i remember feeling a very strong desire to want to be able to use the chopsticks myself
3: later in the episode mara will tell us how to properly hold and use chopsticks but chopsticks aren't just for eating.
2: I find chopsticks to be a really amazing tool to use for cooking as well as for eating. I use the chopsticks, for example, like a whisk. So if I'm cooking an egg or an omelette, I use chopsticks instead of a whisk for whisking my eggs. They're really great. They work like tongs because you have, it's basically a lot, an extension of your fingertips. So you have, if you're good at chopsticks, you have very precise and strong grip. So I can take pieces of meat and flip them over in the pan using my chopsticks. And I can also, I have an extra long pair of chopsticks that are used just specifically for cooking. I have a lot more control instead of like, if you think of a pair of tongs as like a a mouth with teeth and it grips onto something, instead of using a mouthful of teeth, I'm using fingertips.
3: There's so much more you can do with chopsticks. What an amazing tool. But there are some things you shouldn't do with chopsticks.
2: In fact, there are some things that you really shouldn't do with chopsticks. There is a superstition that is held in Japan and in China where you don't put your chopsticks, you don't stick them in your rice. And the reason for that it is that it, that is reminiscent of joss sticks or um, incense sticks that are used for feeding ghosts and some people will say that if you just stab your chopsticks into your rice, it's disrespectful. Or that is like how how one would feed ghosts instead of feeding feeding humans. Here's a cool story. So when I was a kid, we whenever we had an important birthday or a wedding, we would have big banquets. And in China, a big banquet would mean your whole family. Getting together. And the grown-ups would always arrive early to these banquets to play mahjong, which is kind of like a very noisy card game played with played with plastic tiles. The when the parents are off playing rowdy games of mahjong, the kids would be stuck on these tables together, trying to figure out ways to entertain ourselves until the food came. And of course, back then, we didn't have cell phones and video games in our pockets to play with. Um, So we had to figure out how to entertain ourselves with what was there. And the game that was really popular was a challenge game that we would use with chopsticks. And so at the table before the meal came, there was always a dish of peanuts. And we would challenge ourselves to see how many peanuts you could pick up with your chopsticks. You know, picking up just one peanut with chopsticks is challenging. And then scooping and picking up maybe two or three or four peanuts like long ways with chopsticks was challenging. But you are a real chopstick ninja if you can pick two peanuts up side by side.
3: This sounds like our stacking challenge from earlier.
2: Thank you so much to Mara
1: King for teaching us even more about chopsticks. You know what? I think it's time for a dance break. Special thanks to Breakmaster Cylinder for those fabulous tunes. Using chopsticks is not only good for getting food into your mouth, but also good for your brain. It's like a mini workout every time you pick something up to eat it.
3: Another great use for a chopstick is if you crack an egg and you drop in a piece of shell, a chopstick is the perfect tool for getting it out of the bowl.
1: That is such a good technique. And... Most of our listeners might already know this, but it takes a lot of practice to get good at using chopsticks if you didn't grow up using them. So keep working at it, and you can have your own stacking challenge at your next family game night.
3: Remember, don't stab your chopsticks upright into your rice, or else you might be feeding ghosts. Instead of a recipe this week, Mara is going to tell us how to use chopsticks.
2: If you take a pair of chopsticks and um, in your dominant hand, if you hold your dominant hand open, so the fingers are spread wide, then you take one chopstick with the thick end, so the skinny end being the end that you pick things up with, the thick end pointing towards your thumb, rest that thick end in the crook between your thumb and your first finger, and then put the other end of the chopstick in between or resting on top of your ring finger. And once you can balance between your thumb and your ring finger, then take the second chopstick and see if you can grip that between your thumb and your pointer finger, your index finger. So now, if you're doing this correctly, the chopsticks should be gripped between in the crook of your thumb and your hand, and then your the tip of your thumb and your index finger are holding the second chopstick, and then your middle finger can act as a, a helper between the top chopstick and the bottom chopstick, moving the top chopstick up and down. And the bottom chopstick sort of stays still, and it's firmly held between your ring finger, the side of your ring finger and the side, the, the crook between your thumb and your hand. That will help you pick things up with more precision. And then another tip is as you get stronger. So when as a beginner, holding the chopsticks so that your fingers are closer to the tips will give you more control. But as you get stronger, moving your hand away so that your fingers are further away from the tips of the chopsticks as you get more skilled you'll be able to move your hand further away from the tips and when you get really skilled you can get a giant pair of chopsticks and do cool stuff with that too
3: before we wrap up today's show we're going to hear a book recommendation from our friend jack hi i'm jack i am 10 years old my favorite book is Magic Freehouse, book 17, A Night on the Titan, by Mary Pope Asborn. What I think is cool about this book is that when I read this book, I learn more and
1: more about the Titan.
3: At the beginning of the episode, we asked,
1: When and where were chopsticks first used? And the answer is about
3: 5,000 years ago in China. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back next week with more tasty stories. Thanks to Jack and Pia for sharing their voices on the show today. The show is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Forden, with engineering by Liam Werner. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Time for Lunch is powered by Simplecast.
1: And please stay in touch. Whether you have a joke you'd like to share or if you'd just like to tell us what you had for lunch, we love hearing from you. If you want to hear your voice on the show, send us your recipes, poems, book recommendations, or anything else you think we might like. It's super easy to record yourself using the Voice Memo app on an iPhone. Ask your favorite grown-up to help you email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to include your name, age, and your address so we can send you something in return. Thanks for listening.